0: Hey, welcome to Waltrip Unfiltered. It's my podcast. You can find us on all of Fox Sports social media channels. Also, go to YouTube, you can go to Twitter, everywhere you can imagine we're happening. And today's guest is Austin Dillon. Austin, big win this past weekend. Great job, buddy. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. Look forward to chatting.
1: Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this moment and uh, getting to talk to you. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Like Michael said, everybody follow him, subscribe. This is going to be a good one.
0: Yes, sir. Thanks, Austin. Today, I'm going to talk with Austin Dillon, and Austin has an amazing resume, so many accomplishments, so many trophies, and Austin, I appreciate you positioning yourself in front of some of those trophies so people can uh, watch and enjoy our podcast and and talk about some special moments in in your career over the years.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Michael. Uh... It's going to be fun. I know you, uh, I think, might have been a part of one of these trophies, this hoop group trophy back here. It's one of my favorite ones. I always put it in there with a the racing trophy because we worked pretty hard for that.
0: That's right. And you, I'll get into that. You're, you're an amazing athlete. The way you can uh, move up and down the basketball court is fun to watch. But before we get into all that, Sunday was, was amazing. I mean, your team, it was a, it was a, it was a collaborative effort. but but you had to do the job, you know, you had to get out there and and put it down at the end of the race when it mattered the most, and uh, it was so entertaining for me to watch, and I was so appreciative of your determination and your grit that you had at the end of that race.
1: Yeah, thank you, you know, I mean, the biggest thing you don't want to do in that point in time, uh, your guys give you an opportunity like that is to screw it up, so a lot of things going through your head, but um, we dug deep for that one, and, and, you know, it's a lot of things that happen throughout your career that prepare you for those moments. And, um, you know, you got to, when you get those opportunities, you got to take advantage of them and and make it happen. And we're able to accomplish that. And um, just a a really, you know, some of the stories that aren't told about that race and our team did a really good job putting us in that position. And when we came down pit road, we were able to beat the one car off pit road with left side tires. He also took less and that was a big Key pivotal moment uh, to beat the one car off pit road just to give us that clean air and he had to push us on that first start. So that's what we got the lead from. So big shout out to my pit crew for, for that. I think that's kind of one of the untold stories that no one has said much about.
0: Yeah, your pit crew did an amazing job and I, I want to talk about they, they, they do that for you. And you know how hard they work. You know what all goes into those pit stops. Like I said a minute ago, you're, you're an amazing athlete, and you appreciate the athleticism of those guys. And not only do they work for you, but they're your friends. And when they performed like they did to, to give you that spot, how much pressure were you feeling, not from anyone else, other than just from those six guys, to say, damn, I better, do, I better get this done.
1: Well you know that's what I love about our our team and most every team has that feeling they want to win you know what I mean everybody goes to the racetrack for one reason you know you get a paycheck but the biggest thing is you want to take home trophies the money's second to the the trophies and what the memories are made and uh, I think that's what our team's built off is making memories and um, you know like I said you don't want to give it away that's a hard position to be in and I was glad to uh, be able to clutch it when it mattered and make it happen and um, get through those final restarts. There was a lot of stuff going on. You know, you got that first start and I know I had to get the lead from Tyler. I was able to time him pretty good going into the restart zone. Um, Coming off of two, we got clear real quick and I've got a new spotter this year, uh, Brandon Banesh. It was his first cup win also, but he has been such a calming factor on the radio this year is really kind of just, Raised our our game, I guess you could say, and he's had a lot of confidence in me. And when he cleared me off a of two, I knew from that point on it was it was kind of the defense mode to be in the in the mirror, making sure that the runs were not going to be overcome the speed we had. And we kind of drove off that first one. You know, we got about a half a straightaway on the guys. Caution fell, and uh, motions weren't. I didn't change much on the first one. Um, and, and Justin and Brandon both told me, all right, we think you should stay with the bottom on the restart. I was like, all right, I'm going with those guys. That took the liability off of me when they both said, I think bottom. (laughs) So I was like, all right, we'll take bottom. And, um, took the bottom and I kind of changed up the start that time and waited late into the restart zone and almost screwed that one up. Uh, Joey got in the back bumper a little bit, got my wheels spinning. Um, so we were kind of side by side through one and two. And that was the first time me and Tyler really, got racy there, ran side-by-side side for two laps and um, through the try over there. I think he actually probably led that lap. I don't know if he, if he did or not, but we were side-by-side. Side. And I know in the second lap, it was kind of one of those things that was shit or get off the pot. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't race too much longer because you had those guys breathing down our neck from behind. And I went through turn one, and it was probably one of my best corners I've ever hit, and it just it turned. And uh, I was glad to, glad to have that happen. So we got the lead back. And then the caution falls again. Mm. And um, it was going to be a green, white checkered. And then you, you start thinking again, top or bottom. But this time um, I was kind of sold on the top until about a hundred foot before the start finish line. And I said, run with the one that brung you, go back to the bottom. And um, being the leader of the race, I just knew either way, whatever decision I made, I had to dictate the start of that one. And I changed it up and it kind of threw a curveball, I think, to the rest of the guys when I, when I took off. And it gave me a little gap to, to kind of do what I wanted the last couple laps.
0: Yeah, when I see those restarts, I always think that leaving early, like as soon as you can, is an advantage for the leader because the guy's waiting for you to go. When you wait in that box, he can say, okay, well, that's some ground he's covered. We ain't going yet. And that, that yeah. gives him an advantage. Did, did, did you do like you had earlier on that last restart and, and, and leave as soon as you could?
1: Yeah, so the second one, yeah, I talked about how I laid it to the very end of the box, and the third, the final one, yeah, as soon as my nose touched the start zone, and he was kind of, he was kind of on that right quarter panel area, right rear, and when um, I got there, I took off, and everything was gripped up really well. It didn't spin or anything, and it had a good launch. But like you said, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta change it up and keep them on their toes on those starts. But I do like that earlier area because it kind of gives you a bit of an advantage, especially if someone's lagging and sleeping, um, waiting for you to kind of make a mistake, I guess.
0: Well, when you, when you took the checker flag and, and, and um, you did something that I know every race car driver that's won a race lately, start okay. finish line and you, you got out of the car and we saw fans at Bristol and Chase got to do it. But being able to celebrate after that <laughs> massive burnout, with the fans. Uh, How special was that?
1: Well, I mean, I think when uh, that's what made it special is having those fans there, you know. I I was glad that we had fans. I I hate it for those guys that won some of those races where zero fans were there because it probably was pretty quiet and awkward. Um, I was nice when I got to pull up, park it right there against the fence, do a burnout, let the people smell the smoke, the burnt rubber, and the engine roaring. Uh, Got out and they were screaming. That was cool. So. I was uh, really excited. I texted Eddie Gossett and said, thanks for all the hard work getting us to Texas and let alone having fans there. I know that that was not an easy task with everything that's going on to to be able to get, get us there and then have fans. That was cool. So I found a kid in the front row there. He had a Kyle Busch shirt on and I gave him the checkered flag. I told him, I said, man, you got to change your shirt now. Uh, but past that, I was about to go down. It was so dang hot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know uh, what kind of shape you're in, but... You could tell, like, well, you had so much emotion, you jumped up out of that car and going from sitting down to standing up. Most normal people would have passed out, but uh, you <laughs> were able to hang in there and enjoy the celebration for a bit.
1: Yeah, the uh, that adrenaline is is good stuff until it runs out. And uh, <laughs> I got out of the car, I was feeling good, and you—you you know how it is, Mike. You take the helmet off, and it's like lack of oxygen, like you're feeling pretty good, and then all of a sudden you go from. A 100 to zero, quick. It's like it sucks the air out of your lungs or something. And I was standing there, and Marty's interviewing me, and I kind of got to the point where I was, All right, that's enough questions. <laughs> I don't need any more. And he kept raising the interview on, and the cars, I could feel the car rolling down the bank behind me. And I'm like, uh, Well, the car's moving. I'm just going to let it go. And I don't even know what I said the next couple sentences. And then he was like, Good job. And I'm like, Okay, thanks. I- I can catch my breath there for a second, but um, when I when it really got bad is when I got to Victory Lane and they had uh, they have torches behind you. Yeah,
0: you did that pillow. right.
1: Oh my gosh! And it was felt like a thousand degrees there, and I kept trying to stand up, and I'd stand up, and I'd get lightheaded, and I'd go down. And I told Eddie, I said, "Hey man, I'm just going to do the interview down here. It must be more oxygen or something."
0: That's funny. Um, the The comment about the silver spoon was was priceless because I know we all see buttholes on Twitter that think they know more than, than, um, than anybody. But when I look around behind you, um, I don't, I don't understand silver spoon. There's a Daytona 500 trophy. There's that big Texas trophy, probably your most convincing win. I I mean, the, the most impressive win to me was Daytona when you made that daring move on the last lap, but the most, I think the one that will get most people's attention is what you did this past Sunday at Texas. What, was that just a, was that just a, Hey, I'm, I'm AFD. I can get it done too.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think it was, you, no matter how good you are at blocking people on social media, you still read what they say and it sears into your mind. You know what I mean? So, Um, I've gotten pretty good at blocking them, but I always kind of keep that in the back of my head and it's what fuels the fire. You know what I mean? It kind of, it's what pushes you to keep on um, getting better and and working hard to figure out ways to win races. And um, when you, I put in a lot of work and um, especially when Corona hit, I, me and my buddy Paul, we went to work in the gym and got pretty strong and I had the baby and the baby took a little bit out of me. I wasn't able to stay on my gym routine, but just, the effort and the time and the grind and everything. So you keep that stuff in the back of your mind, and people telling you you can't, you're no good, or you're only here for one reason. And um, that was just something to fuel the fire again, to throw it back at them because they're going to come some, they're going to come back with something soon as I say that. And that'll kind of start the process over again. You know what I mean? Kind of firing them back up, give them something to hate. And we'll use that for the next win. Uh,
0: you mentioned the baby. I know you've seen the video of of Whitney and the baby uh, hopping around and (laughs) how special, uh, how cool is it that you got the win with the, with the new baby?
1: It's really cool. You know, um, uh, Ace has been, you know, an awesome blessing for our family. And um, I can't say enough, what women go through uh, to have a kid and then be able to just jump in there, take care of them. I've got two, Oh, Ace has two amazing grandmas that have been really helping out also. So they, they being here and it's taken a lot of pressure off of me to let me go do my job. So I can't thank them enough. And then super cool, man. It just makes you want to wait and hopefully get some more of those wins when um, Ace is kind of old enough to really understand what they are. You know, I know he's going to right now when he looks back, we'll have pictures because we took him to the shop for the first time yesterday and he got a picture with the car and the trophy, but I, I just want to, have those opportunities on down the road when he gets to that age like cash you see flint's kids and and um, even my brother oakley and you know just that age is going to be a lot of fun but right now it's cool too
0: yeah the the pictures that i you talked about the money and how i spent all my money but i have all my trophies and and the pictures of of my daughters and victory lane with me I, I i i will cherish i mean it's been 20 years almost to go but I I will never those are the most important possessions from my career is being able to share it with with family and I know that video uh, of of Whitney is something that'll be with you forever seeing those 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 two enjoying the moment
1: yeah when I when I started uh, dating Whitney and we started talking about getting married and stuff and and the main reason was to share those memories with someone you know what I mean that's why you get married you have a family and because it can get lonely out there I mean and and it's, it's, it's cool when, when you have a support system like I've got and uh, family share it with. So I've
0: been very fortunate. Um, I was listening to, uh, to you on talk to Larry McReynolds the other day, and um, something was interesting to me that – and I got your, your, um, your assistant, Jackie, to send me a picture of the car, and it says Fido up top. And uh, forget it, drive on. Yeah. At, that came from a motivational speech that you, you, that your, your grandfather and the folks at RCR put together for you during the offseason. Lieutenant um, Cleb McClary spoke yep, to your Cleb. group, and um, you took away a, a lot of inspiration from that speech, and Cleb, he's an amazing man, a military vet, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to, to, to see that when he spoke to you, it resonated, and it, it lives on with you and, and Alexander and the team.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, we love our beginning of the year uh, kind of speeches that we go through and, and different motivational things that we try to get fired up for the season. And this one was one of the, the coolest one. You know, Cleb a Christian, and he was really outspoken and very positive about his life. And the guy had been through it and was a war hero and truly just blown apart but his positivity and attitude toward life was second to none. I never seen anything like it. And um, he had a couple acronyms in that FIDO one. Obviously the F in FIDO, might it could stand for a couple things, but we choose to say forget it uh, on this, this type of stuff. But uh, it's really worked for us, you know what I mean? We plugged it in on top of the roll bar there. And um, I've been an emotional driver throughout my career and um, – those swings are what can just take your your mind out of the game. And you watch the guys that are very good, Brad Kozlowski, uh, Denny, I mean, all these guys that kind of go through different things and are able to win um, every year. Uh, Brad's one of those guys where I noticed that he doesn't really always have the fastest car or he's the fastest driver, but he continues to push to get that track position. And then when the opportunity arises, he he makes it happen um they give him that opportunity as much as you can and Justin's been giving me those opportunities this year and we're getting closer and closer and you can kind of feel it um cars obviously the capability of the cars are pretty solid and um the Fido thing was just to when something goes wrong in the earlier parts of the race or you're not happy is we got to figure out how to make the car better not to just say oh we're done here and um to never be out of the fight and forget it, drive on it was just something that kind of resets you. Like, all right, reset. What do we need? Yes, this happens, but we got to make it better.
0: Yeah, um, Lieutenant McClary. He's founded the Christian-based Patriots at the Beach. Uh, it's an organization that is highly regarded. It's a ministry and it for uh, vets and their families. So um, that that's really cool that you've taken that away. And I'm sure Cleb's really proud that that he was a he was a part of your victory because there were several things during the race that you had to forget and move on and that attitude and i really appreciate you uh recognizing brad for that because he he's a he's an overcomer as well and uh, yeah. has has proven the ability to do just what you said so that that's really a cool story and i appreciate that living in your living in your car and with your team thank you yeah i mean that,
1: he was an amazing speaker and really it made it made a difference and i told justin and i said we got to put that in the car every week and justin's been adamant about it we ran out of decals one time and he's like we got to get them made and put it in the car i was like all right so we we stayed say uh, persistent on it
0: <laughs> um, talk about reddick because it seems like a year ago seems like 10 years ago when we were you know in vegas and we did the 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 race together you raced uh, on on the cup race and then we on Fox, and, and then we did the, the Xfinity race together. And at that point in 2020, you know, there was a lot of people saying, Tyler Reddick is going to put a lot of pressure on Austin Dillon because yeah. Tyler came out swinging. Well, obviously, Austin Dillon <laughs> was, was up to the task because, <laughs> because of your accomplishments this year. But you have to be, you have to be proud of that guy and, and, and happy that he's your teammate.
1: I'm very happy that he's my teammate. I feel like it's just great for RCR, you know, getting that one-two finish. It was the first time since 2011. You can just tell that the competition level at our shop is higher than it's, and it's been since I've been in the Cup Series at least. And um, he's, he definitely shows me something different each week that we go to the track that I can kind of apply to my game. And I think he, he's good and smart enough. He, he comes off that he just don't care about anything. But yeah, don't believe that like he puts in a lot of work a lot of effort that goes in and i think he, he, he's smart enough to look at some of the stuff i do, I do and, and use it too so it's good to be able to pull from each other um i like how his his positive attitude kind of breathes fresh air into rcr you know i mean he's one of those guys that's never out of the fight either i mean he could be half wrecked and still think his car is fast enough to win he don't ever say his stuff's bad which is i mean I, i'm a uh, I'm bad at that. Like, I'll be like, man, my stuff's terrible. And he'll be like, he'll be t- something wrong. I mean, right recorder quarter panel knocked off of it. Yeah, I think we could have won. We just need a track position. Like, okay,
0: <laughs> whatever,
1: man. But, uh, no, nah, he's he's a cool dude, and he, he's super fast, as everybody knows. I mean, he finds speed quick wherever he's at. And I, I feel like that eight team, um, they will either point their way in or win a race before we get there. I, they've got the speed and, um, you know, He's determined, so I'm, I'm looking forward to having another bullet in the playoffs with us from RCR.
0: Well, I'd tell you, he, he's my friend. And just because of what you said, his attitude, he's, he's really, really a go-getter. And, and I'm glad that y'all are coupled together because I, I, loved, I loved you stepping up. You know, he, he, he made you better, and, and I'm yes. sure you make him better. And that's what teammates are all about.
1: Yeah, I mean, our driving styles are – kind of two different driving styles I've got a a, maybe a I feel like it's a more uh, calculated approach and his approach is the exact opposite I mean it's wide open from the beginning use every bit of his tires up it's it's funny Um, and I think we can pair together and and really make each other better it's cool.
0: Hey, Austin, you mind taking a few questions from social media, Fox Sports app? They, uh, they come in there. They come into the Instagram, and we hashtag it Ask Mikey. So anybody on any social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you name it, you can Reddit, you can Ask Mikey. You want to you wanna answer some questions for me?
1: Heck yeah. Let's see what they got.
0: All right. CJ Hermson from Connecticut. And I, this is a great question. I'm very curious about the same thing. We recently announced we're racing on the road course at Daytona, which is awesome. What are your thoughts on the fact that you will have no practice?
1: It's, it's going to be wild, especially for me on a road course. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> we have a win because that was one that we had circled that we had to get a, a solid finish in if it got down to the points. And, um, being that it's so close to the end, I think there's going to be a lot of people stressed out about that race. And, um, but, I mean, everybody's got a pretty level playing field unless you ran the 24-hour race. I feel like guys like Jimmy Johnson are going to be super fast there. He's already been fast at places like the Roval. Um, you could possibly see a first-time winner, a Michael McDowell or somebody like that. Um, but I, I just want to put myself out there and, and do what I can to learn a bunch for the playoffs and the Roval if there's a corner out there that we can learn from and, and kind of get better at. Uh, but it's going to be fun. I mean, anytime you start with no practice, practice, the expectations are are um, kind of open. You know, you got to set goals, but you don't know what you're going to get from it. And we just got to Fido if something goes wrong and keep going.
0: Yeah. And, and this is a question. This is Mikey asking this question. The um, the fact that you, you're you in the playoffs, you know, you're going to have a chance to win a, a cup championship. You're a truck champion. You're an Xfinity champion. How many times is that run through your mind how cool it'd be to put uh, put all three of those trophies up in your case
1: man that would be that that's the ultimate goal you know what I mean when we got to this point and, and got to come run cup racing that was it is is to be the first one to win all three and I think that would feel that'd be a bookend for me I, I'd be pumped and and uh feel accomplished with everything that I had done in my career if we could win all three and uh, that's what we're working towards so we got an opportunity this year we're in the playoffs there's going to be a 10 race 10 race stretch and we'll do everything we can to just put ourselves in position to do it
0: i got you let me ask you this question um it's from will in new york um what are your thoughts on how the drivers are going to be lined up in the playoffs how, do you what do you know about that first of all and what do you think about it
1: well um from what i've been informed so far that it's going to be different than what we're doing right now I think um, as far as the points go where we line up from 13th to 24th or 12th to 1st so I'm assuming it's going to be something where it's a random draw for the top 16 uh, in the playoffs um, I, I don't know that I, they said that they're going to get to us at a later time uh, closer to the playoffs I guess to figure that out but that's what I'm I'm assuming we'll have the top 16 spots and we'll go from there and then they'll random past that. So we'll see um, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Cause you know, stage points will matter quite a bit in those, those three race segments.
0: I hear you. Um, Mike from Kentucky wants to know what's your hat say on it and who's your favorite country artist. This is uh, Tim Duggar.
1: It's a Tim <laughs> Duggar hat and uh, he's my buddy. We met a long time ago at Daytona when I was truck racing. And um, we've stayed friends forever, you know. I mean, it's been cool to have a guy that's, that comes to races, enjoy races. He really puts his heart into racing. And I always kind of support people that, that do that. So it's cool to see him at the track doing uh, concerts. He's kind of done almost every NASCAR track, I bet, by now. He's close to it. And uh, I'm sure he's ready for everybody in country music ready to get back to doing concerts, I bet. But, yeah, I like old Tim Duggar. I've got a buddy named Chris Lane also. He's from North Carolina right here near Kernsville. uh Another guy to look up, he's uh, John Gurney. He's uh, got a good vibe too. Somebody different, young, younger guy that I'm friends with. How about this?
0: On a beer, on a boat, on a Saturday, Saturday. Uh, just floating away. That's when I first <laughs> heard Bugger, but now he's got his new EP on Curb Records. Encourage everybody to check that out because it's got some great songs on it.
1: Yeah, my favorite of his is uh, Whiskey Kisses. It's a, it's a heck of a song, too.
0: He's a heck of a guy, and I, I appreciate you giving a shout out there. I want to take you back a ways and ask you if you remember this. And, and I talked about it on Dale Jr.'s podcast when, uh, when, when me and your dad got in a fight. Did you ever hear any <laughs> stories about that? <laughs> yep.
1: Mikey always tells me that my dad's arms are too short to run out right at the camera, right at the nose.
0: So your dad, there's no doubt to me why you, you know, you're an athlete. Your dad, he's, a, he's country strong. He's one of those big guys. And uh, we racked or something at Bristol, and he went to punch <laughs> me. And, uh, and, and, he, and when he swung at me, I said, Oh shit, I'm going to get knocked out. And, <laughs> and I guess just fortunately he ran out of throw right before he hit me. So I always, <laughs> I always call him alligator arms because he couldn't quite get to me.
1: Yeah, my mom's side of the story is she's walking uh, with my dad, and I guess sees you coming, and you kind of cupped him on the back of the head or something is what she said, and she's like screaming, "Mike, Mike!" Because my mom, <laughs> she she'll get down and dirty with anybody. She's pretty, she's a wild one, pistol. But she she's funny t- telling the story too.
0: <laughs> so I love your mom and your dad, uh, their passion for racing. Uh, but I want to know about Pop Pop. How was RC with with the big win? What were his emotions like? knowing that the three car is going to race for a championship in the cup series in 2020. Well,
1: he was pumped. I know uh, when I got on the interview and he is, he's so funny, you know I mean? He started going to some of the races during um, Corona and he'd go to the track and he just felt awkward. And he was like, all right, I'm staying at home. And he hates not being at the track. I mean, he's one of the owners that you see every time you go to a race and he's on his perch on top of the, hauler or wherever his spot is that weekend he's got that radio on and he's in it uh now he goes to the war room at rcr and watches from there and he has his radio and he actually can communicate to us so he he gives us his normal speech before we go green hey good luck today good luck to the pit crew go get them and uh so he's pumped you know i I seen him on the interview after the race he had a big old glass of that wine that children's wine and i knew he was smiling so he uh He's pumped up. You know, one-two finish for RCR first time since 2011. It was a great, great day for him, and um, he, he'll be giving it all we got for the championship. I know that. And my dad, he told me his heart rate when he was watching a race because he wears a, uh, what is it, a Whoop band or a, I, he wears one of them watches that shows your heart rate. I got uh,
0: a, I, I got an Apple Watch, and it just yeah. told me it told me to breathe, and <laughs> I'm like, well, why the hell you got to tell me to breathe? But yeah, my heart rate right now is 65, so I'm pretty calm. His probably went to 165. He was sitting watching a race, and he said
1: it was 144. And I was like, "Dang, man, you have to calm down." He was like, "I was fired up," but he said, "He said he he didn't say anything. He was just watching the TV, and his heart rate was that high. So that shows where his emotions were."
0: Uh, you talked about your your pop uh, pop being, you know, kind of feeling weird being at the track. Um, the NBA announced that they're going to have a bubble in Orlando they're all going to be in a bubble and and they'll they'll play at basketball uh, against each other how would it feel for you if you were in a bubble with all the race car drivers and is that what the motorhome lot at a NASCAR is that a <laughs> bubble the motorhome lot at the NASCAR track
1: that's kind of our bubble I guess you could say the good thing is we each have our own bubble pretty much and um, man, I don't think uh, the good thing about basketball, I mean, yeah, there's definitely enemies and guys you don't like to be around. NASCAR, when you get to racing and wrecking each other at 200 miles an hour, I figure that tempers would fly and it'd be hard to live in a bubble. It's nice to be able to go home. I tell you that much. I, I'm glad we get to go home and we're not stuck in, a, in the bubble for sure. Uh, now, the, I'd say the bubble is actually in Mooresville, Michael. <laughs> That's the bubble of, of racing. I'm you're just just outside
0: and, of it. <laughs> you're outside that bubble, right? Yes, sir. You, you talked about crashing at 200 miles an hour. I have another question here. Um, you, you talked about crashing at 200 miles an hour. Uh, what is – I already know the answer to this, but I'll pose it to you. What was your scariest crash? <laughs> Definitely Daytona,
1: <clears throat> July 4th race. It was Jeff Gordon's last Daytona. And uh, when we flipped over half the field, flipped over Tony Stewart and tore down the fence. So that was – definitely the wildest and just eerie feeling because when you go flipping, everything slows down and you, I mean, I felt like I had time to really just talk to myself. Like I knew it was going to be bad and I just kind of balled up as tight as I could and things just start slinging around you and happening. And when I thought it was over, Brad comes through about 20 seconds later and wipes me out even more. But uh, to be able to walk away from that one and, just like yours. I mean, that one you had at Bristol is pretty wild. I mean, it's just a different feeling and uh, fortunate to both of us were getting looked after that day.
0: You got that right. And you got out and you honored Lane Frost. How did you have the mentality, like race car drivers just wired differently. You went through something that could have taken your life and and you honored another uh, athlete.
1: Yeah, I had just watched eight seconds that uh, like two days before. So it was in my mind, and when I crawled out from under it, the fans were going nuts, and I just had to – I gave them a little bit of that Lane Frost wave. I thought that was cool. And Had a lot of people from that point on when I'd get in the back of uh, cars to do the ride around before the race that would wave to me that way. So that was cool.
0: Yeah, that is cool. I remember I flipped – I think it was 99 um, coming through the tri-oval at Daytona in the Bush race, uh, and I spun sideways. And I didn't realize a car went up in the air. I just said, wow, it's really quiet in here right now. And then and all this is happening, you know, obviously within a second. And and then I remember thinking, I think it's gonna get really loud. I think it's gonna get really bad here in a second when this thing lands and it just flips over and over and over. It's yeah. crazy how those re- how like people at home or, or fans can't understand what goes through your mind mentally when something like that happens, like did to you at Daytona.
1: Your, your brain's working fast enough where you can literally talk to yourself about it. It's, it's nuts and it seems like it slows down and you're right, it gets super quiet. So it's just eerie feeling because you're along for the ride. I mean, my second worst one was Pocono. I blew a brake rotor going into turn one at about the three cone. And that was one of the longest wrecks I had. I knew that I was gonna hit the wall and there was nothing I could do. I mean, I had two feet on the brake pedal which nothing was there, the brake lines ripped off. And then I downshifted, I had time to downshift and it still was just a crack when I hit the wall. <laughs> I'd already you're, had to- I already had You threw it huh? in the huh? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I downshifted and it. I think it sped up. <laughs> <laughs> that place is not a good place to blow a right front going into one.
0: Mentally, you have to be pretty tough to overcome running into the wall and flipping over and, and to some of the things you've been through. But with the heat, from Sunday and, and how tough of a day that was. What do you do to recover physically in order to be ready to go Thursday night? I mean, that's a quick turnaround. I think you've raced about every average over the last couple of months, every four days. What, what's your regiment like physically as a, as, a, as a NASCAR athlete to make sure you're ready to go come uh, next, next green flag? Well, as you know, winning can be hard on your routine.
1: <laughs> it kind of <laughs> can throw you out of it. And I am, I'm out of it right now. I can tell you that much, but, uh, you know, what I've been doing is just doing my best to get a little bit of a workout in now, since ACE has been here, uh, trying to help my wife a little bit. So I don't not help her some with, with the baby, but you know, I get up, um, eat right. I've, I've been on this clean eats diet. It's a, uh, they have one and more so the one I use is in Winston-Salem and, uh, really proportioned meals. And, um, trying to you know just eat healthy to keep your body right and then hydrating as much as i can and then getting workouts from here and there and I, and I don't forget to get out and golf a little bit too but um it's uh it's i've been pretty good but i tell you after i had two ivs after the race uh sunday and then had a couple buddies over so we could celebrate and we stayed up till about 5:30, 30 uh, reminiscing and drinking a couple cold ones and listening to country music all night which was really fun and then went into the shop and uh, did pictures on Tuesday. Monday, I just kind of did whatever. Um, but Tuesday, I uh, was pretty busy with media and pictures. And then la- and last night, um, too, you're just hanging out. But I feel like I'll be good, you know, Thursday night race in Kansas. I, today is mostly just focused on hydrating, um, trying to get all that back. So I feel 100% by the time I get on the plane. I think. The one thing I underestimate is the plane rides day of the race. Um, The plane rides the day of the race have been kind of tough because you're you're dehydrating all the way there. So staying drinking the whole time and not being afraid to get up out of your seat and go use the bathroom. I think is kind of key.
0: Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, I I know you're aware of it. A, A good way to hydrate is beer. And I, uh, I recently started a, a beer company, Michael Waltrip Brewing Company, and uh, I'm gonna send you a case over and just just so when, when you are, you know, totally rehydrated, maybe I can help you dehydrate a little bit with some cold Michael Waltrip Brewing Company, two times. Two time. I got a beer Because everybody thinks the news of <laughs> me. I'll be it, ready. Right, you broke up. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny, everybody think, thinks I drink wine, and when I think of Childress, I think of, of the winery, obviously, because of, of RC. But um, we were out in Sonoma, and we were drinking wine. And I asked my buddies, uh, Brian Sperber, you know him, president of the yep. Phoenix, used to be the president of the Phoenix track, another buddy of mine. We were drinking wine. I said, how come we don't ever drink beer? I said, this, <laughs> this wine gets a little, I get a little full of wine, you know? And they're like, I don't know. Let's drink some beer. And that stupid comment, while we probably had already had a little bit too much wine, uh, led us to, to starting a, a brewing company. So I'll make sure I get you some of our two-time over there uh, so you can enjoy that as well. I need it,
1: man. We'll definitely, I'll give you a good review. I need it, I need it to have a couple two-times.
0: Yes, sir. Um, baseball's back, and I know you have a lot of history with baseball. In fact, I wanted to, to remind you that uh, Fox has a new app a new, uh, Fox sports app. You can go to their Twitter page and Joe Buck, he breaks it down perfectly. It's, it's innovative. And the thing that is most attractive to me, it's easy to use. It's simple. And on Saturday, uh, Fox sports will, will use that app to cover a quadruple header four games. They're going to cover on Saturday. And plus I'll expect everyone to take a break from baseball and tune in to the truck race because we're going to be racing trucks on Saturday as well. But, um, You love baseball, and I don't know how many people know that you were part of a a pretty special Little League team back when you were a kid.
1: Yeah, um, 2002, went to the Little League World Series and had a good little team and played. I remember playing uh, lots of games that year and uh, doubleheader practices at 12 years old, so you learn that real quick, the, the team and effort, the discipline and persistence to win and It was cool, you know. We got our butts kicked when we got there, but we were undefeated all the way to the World Series, which was awesome. And teaches you a lot about winning and and fundamentals. And baseball is a great sport, you know what I mean, especially when you're that young to to wrap your head around. And uh, looking forward to watching my Braves. I hope the Braves go and get it done this year. I thought last year was a year for them. They kind of came out of nowhere. And I think they won a a pregame last night, nine to nine. In the bottom of ninth, and they hit a walk-off home run. So that's pretty cool to see uh, that first game. I and mean, It was a uh, pre-game or whatever um, before the season starts, but they did get a W.
0: We've talked about everything from winning this past weekend in Texas to your championships to winning little league games, but but we haven't talked about the big win in the Daytona 500. And the reason why I've waited on that, I, I was so blessed and so thankful. That morning, we have our production meeting on the Fox team. You know, we're covering the race. And they're like, Michael, when the race is over, you go to Victory Lane. I said, cool. I, yeah. I like Victory Lane at Daytona. It's a really special place. Having no idea what that night would, would hold or what it would bring. And you drive into Victory Lane. And, and you're ecstatic. Obviously, the team is beside themselves. But my, my, favorite, my favorite thing about that that night is, uh, is this three hat. Now this hat comes from probably 2001, uh, 2000 or 2001, but um, Papa standing there in victory lane with the three car and his grandson celebrating on top of it. I, I, was, I was in tears looking at that scene. You delivering that to, to that man, uh, I, I, I can't even imagine what that feels like to you even today.
1: Well, I mean, Daytona has a special place in all of our hearts because of the fond memories that we have there. There is something mystical, I guess, about the place. I mean, things just happen there. Um, Special things and memories are made, and um, there's been so many of them for a lot of us in the sport and and the family atmosphere that our sport has. It kind of – it just numbers matter at Daytona. Uh, That year, it was 20 years – um, apart from, uh, when Dale won, um, and the three had been back to victory lane. So there was a lot leading up to that. That was kind of eerie and, and just felt good. And, um, you know, the night before my grandfather told me that we were watching the 98, when he won and how he slid through the grass. And if you win tomorrow, you got to slide to the grass like that. And all those things just kind of came together and, um, seeing you in victory lane made it just that much more special. And, um, Heck, I don't know. I mean, Daytona will always be like a second home to me, and, and a really bright spot in, in my um,
0: career. Yeah, it 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 beats you down, but then it builds you right back up. Uh, that that's the craziest thing about that place. Uh, standing in victory lane with you took me back to when when I was standing there, and and uh, that 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 was something that I'll never forget. And that move on the back straightaway. Er, you know, your Eric was blocking, and you were saying, "I got to go." That, that, <laughs> I don't think people can appreciate so much how quickly you make those decisions.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's happening fast, and he did a good job on the first block. The second one was just there was not going to. I had too much momentum, and <laughs> um, when when you're in that situation, there is not a chance that you're lifting. I mean. You see red at the end of any green-white checkered at any track, really. And, um, you know, the way that uh, I got – Bubba gave me a great push off of turn two, and it was time for me to shit or get off the pot. You know I mean? It was – had to make it happen, and, and we were able to make it happen. You know, you just got when you get those opportunities, there's not – you don't never know – you never know. My grandfather's always said you never know the last time that you're going to be in victory lane, so enjoy it. And we definitely enjoyed that one. We had a heck of a party and good times were had. So, And uh, you just got to enjoy every moment that you have in, in this world because you just never know your last one when it's, it's going to be.
0: And you just look over your shoulder and see that beautiful trophy, the Harley J. Yeah. Earl sitting there, and you're like, yeah, that's, that's good times right there. Yep, good memories for sure. Yeah.
1: Remember when we did, our, uh, did a little commercial for our buddy Ron with the Daytona trophies at Red Rocks. <laughs> that was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, we took them all. We hauled them all over there and just uh, had a smile and a laugh, and uh, obviously some great food at Red Rocks. Yep, for sure. That was a good time.
1: I have to call him and ask him if he's going to put me on the menu after the Texas win.
0: Well, I think he's taking me off the menu because I'm not very, like, we golf together sometimes. I'm kind of rude to him because he's a little bit of a weirdo on the golf course. So (laughs) I used to be the. It used to be the filet and crab cakes. I'm not even on the, I don't, I'm not even the uh salsa and chips anymore. I'm not even <laughs> close. <laughs> well, That's I'll, funny. I really appreciate you, man. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, our chat and you spending your time with, with me uh, here for my podcast. I'm coming at you. I don't know if you can see over here or not, but this is, I've, I've just made this area my, my Dale Earnhardt studio. So I have a, a picture of Dale there, a plaque that someone made me and a, and a, and, a, and a picture back there of us and our wins. So uh, um, you, you, are, you are certainly a big part of his history, and, and I just appreciate how you do things. Thank you for who you are.
1: Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having, on, having me on here. And everybody at home, all the fans, thank you guys for following us. You guys are the reason we do what we do. And give Mikey a follow, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. I hope you enjoyed the podcast.
0: Thanks, Austin. Wow, that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Austin, for your time. I know how busy weeks are after you win, and he took an hour out of his day to chat with us, and the reason why he did it is because of you, the fans. Be sure to tell your friends about Waltrip Unfiltered, my podcast. They can add us via their favorite Fox Sports social media channel. They can look at us on Twitter, on Instagram, Reddit, you name it, and then go to your podcast app and add up us. Thank you so much to producer Ford and Neil and all my folks at Fox Sports that help us do this. Be sure to download the new Fox Sports app. It's something I think you'll really enjoy. It's innovative, it's easy. It's everything you're looking for to learn more about sports. So for Michael Waltrip, no wait, I am Michael Waltrip. For Austin Dillon, I'm Michael Waltrip. Thanks for watching. For the best stories, easy to find scores and comprehensive team pages, plus access to every live Fox Sports game and exclusive bonus cameras? Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.